Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley, and it is the Matt Mosley Show. And we appreciate so many of you being a part of this and all our sponsors, the excitement around this show and the excitement around this weekend. And we always want to start by thanking our uh, presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, the Nesbitt family, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President, Head of All Graphics, great graphic designer. Um, boy, I was kicking myself yesterday, Aaron. Aaron Sexton, by the way, in case you're just joining us, I hope you listen to our lead-in show, which is John Morris, the voice of the Bears. But in case you didn't, Aaron Sexton is the voice you'll hear when you don't hear me which is not often I take up a lot of <laughs> airspace, but that's okay, Aaron. I mean, I feel like you're a veritable chatterbox with John. Sometimes I get on a little early to see what you guys are up to. And, uh, I mean, you were just you were just really having a big time with John. So, Aaron, feel free. Anytime, anytime you want to get involved, you just say, hey, Mosley, I'm ready to roll here. But, Aaron, Central National Bank, I hope all that money you've saved from your days in the billiards, uh, the, the billiards business, bartending, I'd really like to see you put all that right over there at Central National Bank, one of the great commercial banks in our country. And uh, it is also, uh, they've got locations, two in Waco, one in Temple, one in Austin, locally owned by the titans of industry, local families from Central Texas own that bank, and, man, it's a who's who in our country of who have, have, I'm talking about ambassadors, congressmen, senators, the whole thing. So pretty cool that Central National Bank is associated with our show, the Matt Mosley Show. Now, Aaron, a reminder, and boy, I hate, I think you're going to be tethered to the actual studio, but uh, we will be at Common Grounds tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And that'll be fun, and uh, it's going to be a live show, and people are dropping by. Curtis Quillen will be there in person, KCEN, KCEN, Channels 6, and uh, the great job they do, Nikki, Matt, all of them. Uh, and, uh, boy, they're all welcome. Matt, come by. If you're out and about, maybe at your, you know, take a break from the driving range. Guy seems to be a really good golfer. Nikki. Natarulo, who does a, a, a fine job Friday nights and hosts shows, does a really, really nice job over at Channel 6. Nikki, come by. We'd love to uh, love to have you. But uh, I think at 3.20 tomorrow, that's when, um, that's when our man, the sports director at Channel 6, Curtis Quillen, KQ, is going to drop by and visit with us, and we'll get you ready for all the Friday night football games. Aaron, how is your Friday night? How's the big Friday night uh, wrap-up show been going has that been uh, pretty enjoyable for you yeah it's been going well lark smith and i every every friday night immediately following the waco high football right. game we've lost aaron uh for the time being <laughs> 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 aaron's, 
and are we still on the air? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to ask Aaron how that was going, but he may be working the phones or, or some such. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN, Central Texas, and uh, we will be at Common Grounds tomorrow. Uh, that is Friday at 3 o'clock. Excited about that and excited to uh, to be down there and to get ready for a huge game with Iowa State. With Iowa State uh, coming up and uh, coming up in a uh, in a big way. That's going to be a great game. We're going to be out there starting at 10:30 Saturday morning, and uh, that'll be that game day live show. Starts four hours before kickoff, and Lark and Tom and I will be out there. Aaron will be kind of running the show, and that'll be a lot of fun. So that is coming up. Um, we have a lot to get to today, and in fact, at 3.40, we're going to have a little bit of a Baylor roundtable, and Kevin Longquist is going to join us uh, from Rivals, and we'll talk a little bit about this. I'm also very excited to tell you that tomorrow the Ryder Cup starts. It's a very, This is an extremely fun event. It only happens once every couple of years, and because of COVID, we're even a year late on this. The Americans take on the Europeans in golf. This has become major-like. You might uh, have heard the Americans have not been very good at this. And, in fact, in the last nine Ryder Cups, they are two and seven. The Europeans seem to be wired a little better for this. The Americans are stacked in this year's competition. But it doesn't always matter. I did like the fact, and this will be at Whistling Straits in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, the Ryder Cup. I did like this from Tony Finau, who's one of the great young American players. We have a new team. We have a team with with no scar tissue. There's only a handful of us that have ever even played in a Ryder Cup, and of the few of those, we have winning records. So we actually don't have guys on our team that have lost a lot of uh, in Ryder Cups. We've got a whole different group of young guys that are hungry. Man, I love the attitude. Now, who are those players that have been playing in the Riders' Cup that have struggled? Well, Tiger's one of them. Phil Mickelson is another. Obviously, Tiger's recovering from his horrible accident. Phil is a, uh, a captain, an assistant captain on this team, and Steve Stricker is the captain. I think Stricker is going to provide some really good leadership. He's thought this thing over. But I cannot wait, and I can't remember if we'll find out this afternoon or this evening, but at some point heading into tomorrow's competition, we'll start to find out what the matchups are. And um, uh, with with the Europeans uh, come behind at Oak Hill to win the Ryder Cup um, in 1995, two rookies on the current U.S. team, uh, Colin Morikawa and Scotty Scheffler, had not even been born yet when that happened back in 1995. So this is golf, and this is golf at its highest level. Now, what's interesting is that you have um, you, you have Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka on the American team, and obviously they have had their own rivalry. They seem to be getting along well. The other night they, they sat together at dinner and had a good conversation and Kepka is claiming his recent comments about how the Ryder Cup takes him out of his routine 
were sort of taken out of context, perhaps. And he didn't mean anything by it. I think the camaraderie is there. The talent is there. It's just simply that history and and winning is on the side of the Europeans. And Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, these the some of these players have tremendous backgrounds in international golf. So I, I'm very excited for this. It's going to be a full weekend of, of, of golf activity. And then Sunday they'll go out there for some of the, the mono-a-mono singles action. Now, I believe it's Saturday that we do some of the alternate shot in Ryder Cup. And this is all golfers realize how tough this is. This is basically if Aaron Sexton and I went out to play – Aaron hits a shot. I've got to play my next shot from wherever Aaron ends up. If Aaron puts it in the weeds or puts it in the dense stuff, then I've got to step up and I've got to hack it out of there. This is the way this thing goes. I cannot wait for the Ryder Cup. Aaron, have you have you rejoined the show? Are you are you excited for the Ryder Cup? I am. Are you not getting me? I guess you're not getting me. All right, Aaron may have just like gone down the hall or something. I sh- I I hope we're still. Oh, okay. You, yeah. Uh, okay, so you're talking. <laughs> Maybe they're all hearing you, Aaron. I don't know. Text us on the CNC Collision Center if you can hear Aaron at all. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty because I'm not hearing they. my. My producer and uh, and and good buddy Aaron Sexton, are they hearing you, Aaron? Yes, they can hear me. I don't know why you're not getting my return. Now I'm hearing you, and you sound great. I just thought you were laying out on me. You were angry with me. I didn't know it was hurting my feelings. But uh, Aaron Sexton has rejoined me, and I can hear him. And now everybody can hear Aaron. Aaron, now that I have you back, let me ask you this: Does the does the, the international flavor of the mano imano and then the team portion of the of, of the America team USA versus the Europeans get you fired up? Like will you will you devote some time to golf watching this weekend? It does actually. I'm not a huge golf fan. I watch it occasionally, but I love the Ryder Cup. So yes, it it that aspect of it actually gets me to watch and gets me rooting oh, obviously for goodness. the US of okay. A. Aaron, I don't know. We'll get this solved. What helps in radio is if the, the, the host of the show can actually hear the producer. That is helpful to a radio show. But the audience is texting me. In fact, my beloved sister uh, Mandy just said that they are hearing you, Aaron. So the good news is you are being heard by our audience. The bad news is I can't hear you. So we'll get that, we'll get that, we'll get that cleaned up. And uh, one thing I did want to do, and Aaron, even though I can't hear you right now, when we'll get this solved, we'll be fine. Uh, I di- it is time for our schmaltzes, our schmaltzes trivia question of the week. And this is going to be one for our more mature audience, our older audience, I might need to say, because I'm going to go back a little ways. I was looking at some old Baylor trivia, and I found some kind of fun stuff, and you win the two free sandwiches at Schmaltz's by getting this correct, by getting this uh, this answer correct. And here's how you do it. You just simply respond to the Schmaltz's 
Um, it's the uh, text. It's basically our CNC Collision Center text line. It's 254 662 1660. 254 662 1660. And that is how you win the Schmaltz's trivia question. Here is my trivia question to everyone. In 1969, at Mars McLean Auditorium, or what I knew as a gymnasium, and I think they had shows there, but they also had basketball. And back in the day, they may have even, that may have been where uh, Rena Mars McLean, that may have been where uh, Baylor played basketball. And, but a lot of things happened there. And they had a concert in 1969 by one of the most famous folk groups of the time. That would have been 1969. Can you name the 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 band or the folk band group, I should say, that played at Mars McLean in 1969? The first response at 254-662-1660 wins two free sandwiches to my favorite sandwich shop, Schmaltz's, which has just the greatest, some of the greatest lunch meat, some of the greatest, uh, oh, they, uh, the salami is tremendous there. And then don't sleep on that pastrami. You can go in there and order the pastrami sandwich, and I've become a fan of their pastrami. I also like the potato salad, and then I, I uh, ask for the jalapeno bread if it's in season. If not, what I do is ask for the bread to be twice baked, what kind of a double-baked bread situation. All right, uh, the Iowa State game is upon us. A reminder that at 3.40 today, a sort of roundtable of sorts will take place from rivals. It is Kevin Longquist. He knows this Baylor team extremely well and also knows about Iowa State. We're going to get you ready for this uh, for this weekend. But next... A little NFL news. The latest news on the Cowboys, who will be available for this game against the Eagles, and what rival coach is wearing a Cowboys t-shirt. That is next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies and cool conditions again tonight. Low temperatures falling to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. A beautiful Friday, a high of 88. Looks great for high school football tomorrow night. And then on Saturday, mostly sunny. It's going to be warmer with a high of 90. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Bebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler. 
Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, fall style. Wait, wasn't it just June? Right? So I went to Kohl's. Of course you did. I got a cute Kara Santana for Nine West sweater for 25% off and a great pair of Vans. Love Vans. And save 25% on a champion hoodie for my husband. Ooh, sounds cozy. You should go. You'll get 15% off or 15, 20, or even 30% off with a Kohl's card. BRB. Select styles. Offers end September 26th. Champion coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Chicago Bears rookie quarterback Justin Fields will make his first career start Sunday as Andy Dalton is expected to be out with a left knee injury, according to Matt Nagy. Thursday night football tonight, Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Kickoff is at 7:20. College football playoff board of managers will not vote next week on the proposed 12-team format, further delaying any major changes to the current four-team field. One game in college football tonight, Marshall is at Appalachian State. Kickoff at 6:30. And high school football tonight from Leo Buckley and. Colleen Ellison taking on Harker Heights. Rangers get swept by the Yankees and head to Baltimore for a series. First pitch at 6.05 tonight, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. I can't hear Aaron. We thought we'd maybe fixed it a little bit, but we will uh, we'll get some help. And uh, for now, I can't really bring Aaron onto the show. Aaron will think this is like the Mosley dream. This is what I want, that just do my own thing. Simcox probably would think that as well. But uh, I actually love talking to both of those guys. And uh, we'll see after this break whether we can have our guest at 340. Uh, I did want to say... Uh, one of our sponsors, Cooper Complete. Uh, thank you so much, the, the Cooper Aerobics Center. They're amazing folks. Dr. Kenneth Cooper, uh, and, and under his tutelage, the uh, the development of some of these nutrients and, or some of these supplements, we don't get everything in our normal diet, and that's one of the reasons I am trying to get my hands on some of these uh, uh, D3, which is uh, uh, ups your immunity, and uh, they have gummies now. You can take what's called the CooperVitaminQuiz.com. You just go to Cooper 
vitaminquiz.com and take an assessment to kind of see what you get in your diet, and it'll tell you what you need supplements-wise. But I have found during the whole pandemic, and of course I had that awful bicycle accident, but uh, fortunately I've been extremely healthy. I don't get colds. I don't get sick. I don't get COVID. And again, I'm not trying to claim this keeps you from getting COVID. All I'm saying is it only makes sense to build your immunity as much as you can, and I use Cooper Complete for that. So go to coopercomplete.com to purchase those supplements. Some of my good friends, like Terry Tacker, who's a uh, bang-up sales rep uh, at, um, at, at Eminem Broadcasting, he takes them, he and his wife, Brenda, and they seem to be as healthy as, as uh, ever. Just do a really, really nice job. They just look healthier to me. I, maybe they just have great skin. Who knows? But uh, the truth of the matter is, these supplements work and help, and I also try to get as much vitamin C. And then the other ones are for, like, um, heart health. Okay, we don't get enough fish in our diet. Okay, what is going on around? You heard Ward say that um, we've got a big game coming up uh, tonight, Thursday night game, and usually they say it's the Texans, really. You know what? The Panthers, I mean, this is all, and, and, the, the, and that's going to be fun, you know, the uh, – uh, the Cowboys have the Eagles, of course, Monday night, but the Panthers playing. And then, of course, the Panthers will come in and play in Texas. I mean, I this Panthers team looks pretty good. And what's interesting, I think, to Baylor fans, obviously some of the staff was with Baylor, but Phil Snow, who's more of a lifelong, more of a college-type uh, defense coordinator, has taken to the NFL. And some of the things he's brought, some of the things he's doing, seems to be working out extremely well. And I'm excited for Phil Snow. This is a lifer. Um, really hadn't had much of a shot at a head coaching job over the years. Maybe at some level years ago, something I'm forgetting. But uh, he, he just hasn't. And, and a little bit like Monty Kiffin, he's just someone who's been had a great career as an assistant. And uh, so I'm excited to see that team and to see what they do against the Texans. And any football is better than no football. Am I right? I mean, I, and I think Aaron, if he could talk to me right now, if, if we didn't have technical uh, difficulties, he would be saying that to me as we speak. But, uh, boy, it's fun, to, it's fun to get ready and watch some, uh, some uh, pro football. So here's the thing. Today, the Eagles coach, I believe that's Nick Sirianni, the new coach, is up there wearing a T-shirt that has the Cowboys logo and the Eagles, and it says, like, Cowboys Week or whatever. I love this. I love a coach. Of course, Vermeil or whoever, Buddy Ryan, whoever's been there in the past, uh, Andy Reid, they would have never done this. They would have never put on a T-shirt that said, acknowledged that they hate the Cowboys and they're getting ready for the Cowboys. And they would have been saying, it's just another week. Nick Sirianni, the new coach in Eagles land, is leaning into this thing. He's leaning into the hatred of Bounty Bowl back in the day. The Zendejases, they put a bounty on the kicker. And uh, what Buddy did to him with Randall Cunningham faking like he was going to kneel at the end of the game and then throwing it and getting the pass interference and scoring a touchdown as the game was over. There was true hatred between these two teams. Even not long ago, when T.O. left the Eagles to come to the Cowboys, or he came in free agency, when the Cowboys went back there, they were burning jerseys. They were even burning jerseys. Uh, some kind of like, uh, and it was really uncomfortable. I was out there witnessing some of this. They were burning T.O. in effigy. Um, and so there was some true hatred 
And I think it's uh, it's caused, you know, it's been a lot of fun over the years. And for a coach to be leaning into that this week, I like it. I like it. I've even seen it uh, into the college ranks this week because SMU and TCU and the Iron Skillet. The Iron Skillet, the SMU receiver. Uh, Aaron, you've been seeing this. The SMU receiver is just squawking. He's just talking all he can and uh, and basically saying nobody ever comes to, to Texas. They don't come to the Dallas area to go to Fort Worth. They fly in to go to Dallas. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I like, I mean, I like, I, I've lived in Dallas. I've spent a lot of time in Fort Worth. I love, I love both communities, but there's some back and forth going on. I reached out to Gary Patterson today just to kind of say, oh, man, this is interesting, this back and forth. Gary basically said that, uh, you know, he, and he said this in print um, here in the past couple of days, that when they reached out to play SMU late last season, they didn't get any calls back. Now, both ADs put out a statement last year that they tried and they couldn't get it done. And so the Iron Skillet, which has been played since the beginning of time, was not played last year. Now, I like this, though. Gary did text to me earlier today. He said, I have been able to stay here for 24 years because I don't talk. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I have been able to stay here for 24 years because I don't talk. I like the, uh, I like the attitude. I really kind of like the attitude there from Gary uh, Patterson, the uh, TCU coach. We'll see what happens. A lot of fun games involving Texas teams this week, including A&M and Arkansas, and we'll take a look at all of that. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Another NFL story that's going on today, and uh, Aaron, you'll kind of like this. This is, uh, boy, this is the this has been an extended Tom Brady tour of of the happiness to win the Super Bowl somewhere else. He he seems happier. He seems to be more fun. He seems funnier on social media. Well, this time it has to do with Tom Brady's personal trainer, Alex Guerrero, has said that the Patriots coach, quote, talking about Bill Belichick, quote, never evolved in how he treated the star quarterback, a factor that contributed to Brady's exit in 2020. Okay, that was after 20 seasons in New England. Now listen to this. This is Guerrero, the uh, Patriots, uh, or the uh, the personal trainer um, for Tom Brady. He said it was, he told the Boston Herald this, it was like Bill never really, I think his emotions or feelings never evolved with age. As Tom got into his late 30s, early 40s, I think Bill was still trying to treat him like that 20-year-old kid that he drafted. And all the players, I think, realized Tom was different. He's older, so he should be treated differently. And all the players, none of them would have cared that he was treated differently. I think that was such a Bill thing. He never evolved. So you can't treat someone who's in his 40s like they're 20. It doesn't work. Aaron, if you can hear me now, and I think you can, even though I can't hear you, which is very strange. We're having some technical difficulties. Um, I, I hope everybody, Aaron, you and I are now in our 40s. I hope people will stop treating us like we're still in our 20s. I like this. I like these comments. 
Uh, Brady, um, ask about Guerrero's comments on Thursday. Brady reiterated his, quote, great respect and admiration for the Patriots and noted his happiness in Tampa Bay. He went on to say, everybody has protective feelings and emotions as friends and family members. That's just part of being in sports. A lot of people who, because they're not out there, they want to protect. And it's a very caring, loving thing that people do. From my standpoint, I had a great time. You know what that is, Aaron? That's a man um, That's a man that is saying, I'm totally fine with Alex Guerrero and my father saying all these things. I'm totally fine with it, but I'm not going to say them. But, but I'm not going to tell them not to say them. Boy, Tom Brady's enjoying this. I can tell. I can tell. Now, Guerrero went on to tell the Boston Herald, people could have made different choices, and they could have ridden out into the sunset together. That could have been a pretty cool story, too. Guerrero told the Boston Herald. Aaron, where do you think these things are coming from? These things are directly coming from, from Tom Brady. This is what Brady tells his family, and this is what he's telling everybody, um, you know, close to him. So I find all of this fascinating. Now let me give you a little more of an update on where this Keanu Neal is. Cowboys are hoping, kind of like we suggested yesterday, Aaron, our math was correct. Cowboys linebacker, and he also could play safety, Keanu Neal is... Uh, he's out because he was a close contact to someone who has COVID. Now, again, if you're vaccinated, I don't understand that. If you're fully vaccinated, even if you were a close contact, I don't understand why you have to be away from the team for like five days or whatever. It does not. You have to have five days of like negative test. It doesn't totally make any sense to me, but I guess that's what the NFL and the NFL PA has all agreed upon. It seems a little um silly to me and it almost seems like we haven't learned from the early days of the pandemic if these guys have are fully vaccinated i don't think they should have to be you know out for five days well here's the deal fortunately they play on monday that does give them wednesday which was yesterday today friday saturday sunday there's five days now the problem is he will not have practice it's not really easy but aaron you know and i know Away from the uh, place, away from the star in Frisco, Keanu Neal can be getting all his work in. Now, how much would missing Keanu Neal be? Well, it, it, it might not be the end of the world. The safeties have been playing well. And Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith uh, stepped up and played really well last game. But you just lose out on somebody who can take up a lot of snaps and somebody that's extremely versatile, can get after the quarterback, I just think Keanu Neal's been very, very good for this team. And he helps put them in the proper alignments from that linebacker position. And with, uh, with so many players out right now, it just gives them more of a veteran presence. As we get closer to this Monday night game, and of course we have a lot of time to talk about it, we'll talk about it Monday, but I, I, I just find it, th- this is interesting. Because I think Cowboys fans, even with all these injuries and the right tackle being out and the defensive ends out, I think the Cowboys fans think this is going to be a relatively easy game. I don't think there's a lot of regard for the Eagles. Boy, I don't think that way at all. 
I think this could be an all-out battle that will be staged at AT&T Stadium. First home game for the Cowboys Monday night. Lots happening. I can't wait to tape the Doomsday Podcast on Monday night. It's going to be a lot of things involved. And, um, and, and this becomes an extremely pivotal game. If the Cowboys can go to 2-1 and 1-0 and and in the NFC East, they just it just gives them a leg up on the rest of the NFC East. And what you do is you sit back and you watch the Giants and you watch the Washington football team. You watch them all lose because that's what they do best. These are not teams that will go on sustained winning. So one of the great things when you're playing on a Monday night is to sit there and root against your NFC East uh, mates, your colleagues in the NFC East. And the Cowboys have extremely good days when they don't play because they are in a bad division, and their division is usually getting beat. Now, again, back to tonight's game. The Texans have been putting up more of a fight than we thought was possible. They are going to be missing Tyrod Taylor, and I believe the young man who's going to start for them is named Davis Mills. This is a team that they're going up against. The, uh, the Panthers are really good. Matt Rule has this thing going, and Darnold is playing well. This is a, a game where I think betters would like to load up on the Panthers. What I would tell you is be extremely careful. Like, like beyond belief, careful on this. And uh, and, and I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to look at the line, and then, and then when we come back, we're supposed to have a guest at 3:40. We're we're having some uh, technical difficulties, which we're trying to. Uh, and for people that are like, I don't, I don't hear Aaron. Well, the reason you don't hear Aaron is because I can't hear Aaron. So it would make me, it would do no good for me to uh, bring Aaron on because I can't hear him right now. But that's okay. We're, we're making it work. And what this has required me to do is talk, just myself, talk, which is something I'm uniquely prepared to do. All right, um, lots to come. And uh, we, will, uh, we will maybe talk to Kevin Longquist about the Bears versus Cyclones. Maybe not. But if we don't, uh, I've got a lot to say on the, uh, on the, on the, on the Baylor-Iowa State situation and what's coming up. And then a little bit on this Baylor basketball team. I'm, there's some excitement brewing, and Baylor just got a new signee or a commitment for 2022 that I want to tell you a little bit about. That's all next. The Bears back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday hosting the Iowa State Cyclones. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff with John, J.J., and Ricky. He is in! Touchdown, Treston Hebner! Bears, Cyclones, this Saturday from McLean Stadium. Here on your home for Baylor Big 12 football. ES. area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check him out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions. 
Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. When you work with a bank, you should expect the best of everything. That includes face-to-face personal service and the kind of community banking care that only comes from one neighbor to another. That's exactly what you'll get from the first National Bank of Central Texas, where you'll know your banker works as hard as you do. Because just like the Waco High Lions, they're focused on winning, no matter the game. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Chicago Bears rookie quarterback Justin Fields will make his first career start Sunday as Andy Dalton is expected to be out with a left knee injury, according to Matt Nagy. Thursday night football tonight, Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans. Kickoff is at 720. College football playoff board of managers will not vote next week on the proposed 12-team format, further delaying any major changes to the current four-team field. One game in college football tonight, Marshall is at Appalachian State. Kickoff at 630. And high school football tonight from Leo Buckley and Colleen Ellison taking on Harker Heights. Rangers get swept by the Yankees and head to Baltimore for a series. First pitch at 6.05 tonight, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. show ESPN Central Texas alongside Aaron Sexton and uh, we're getting ready for a big weekend of college NFL all of it high school of course Friday night and uh, got a lot of things planned and tomorrow uh, right now Kevin Longquist is joining us from Rivals and uh, Kevin great to great to have you on if you for whatever reason decide to come into Waco early uh, I will be doing a live show on campus um, right over there at Common Grounds, one of the great coffee houses. Oh, yes, I've Central been there. Texas. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. it very much. Yeah, in fact, Kevin, they uh, they make a frozen cappuccino. But uh, one of my old college buddies, Jill Mashburn, ran that thing for years, and then she finally sold it to my, uh, my new friends, the Batsons. And then now they've become big um, – uh, sponsors of the radio show so kevin go. just uh, give a shout out to common grounds i will do that i will absolutely do that matt good to be with you again thanks for having me 
Yeah. Well, I appreciate it when you come on in such a good mood like that and start thanking me. And things. This is, <laughs> well, this is, you saved me from my workout, which was killing me. So your so your timing well, is perfect. I hope that you're not still on that treadmill. One day, I never brought it up, but one day you were still on there, and I could tell you were breathing hard, and I thought, okay, I'm not going to call him out on this, but I could tell you were, you were doing something. But, no, uh, I just finished, actually, so right, you're good. good. Kevin Longquist from a gym somewhere in the Metroplex. Now, Kevin is also big time, um, does some Friday night stuff, and that's probably what will prevent him from being at my live show who, do, who does Alito have? Alito, one of the great programs. By the way, why does the morning news not rank them in their area thing? I mean, Alito's definitely uh, in the area. Isn't that weird? I was looking at that think, recently, yeah. and they're not ranked in the top 20, although they're a state-ranked team. Would that be correct in the Class 5A? Yeah, I think part of that is, is that the morning news can't decide if they are in their area or if they're not. And it's okay. kind of like how far – how far how far west do they stretch? And of course, I think that's kind of where it all Abilene. ends up. Yeah, well, no, I'm not going <laughs> to go that far, but I think they go as far as maybe uh, the like White Settlement or something like that, and that's about right. as far as they go. But they get but they get Everman this weekend for homecoming. And real quickly, I did see uh, Dylan Riola, uh, the quarterback from Burleson, who camped at Baylor last week, and. You know, it was really his first test uh, as a varsity player against a really good defense in, in Alito. And I'll say this, he's got a big arm. Uh, he can place it very well, but he played like a sophomore in a lot of cases where he, a lot of, where he made a lot of bad mistakes. He threw a pick six that went 99 yards the other way um, where he really made a bad decision on it. And, of course, there were times where he just, you know, the pass rush just got to him. And so those are things – I mean, I really think that that game for him, though, is a great lesson for him to understand – what it's going to be like when you face upper echelon teams and upper echelon defenses. So, yeah. you know, even, yeah, it, even though it didn't go well for him, those are things that you're just going to have. Those are bumps in the road you're going to have to endure. Yeah, and, and that kid who came to a Baylor camp for Alito, uh, Hunter Haas, or, or Haas Haney, who I've told you yes. about, Hunter Haas is a golfer, but uh, <laughs> Haas Haney has been lining up in the slot and has put up some big yardage. Now, while we're on the uh, – as a sophomore, and I think he's going to be a really fine quarterback, but right now they're using him uh, for his athleticism, and he's delivering in a big way as a sophomore yeah. at Alito, which I think says a lot, and Baylor will kind of keep tracking him, although he is a TCU legacy, I might add. Before we get into Baylor, Iowa State, what did you think of this Baylor, this most recent Baylor commit, um, a big man being compared a little bit to Chamwa Chachua, which is great. I mean, <clears throat> if this guy's anything – like JTT, I mean, that would be, that would be, uh, or Everyday John, that would be very exciting. But, uh, but this is a, this is a 2022 commit that I think is being sort of thought of as a top 25 type player in the country. Uh, big guy, 6'9", 6'10", and man, looks mm -hmm. like he's got some shot blocking, but also a, some uh, offensive polish to his game as well. Yeah, what I like about him, uh, Matt, and I watched some uh, film on him yesterday or last night uh, because this came down so late, was I really like the way he runs the floor um, and the fact that he can get get down in position. Well, a couple of things, that, you know, we talked about the polish. There were a couple of plays, and again, it's a small sample of what we know of him. But the, what I did like is the fact that he was, you know, he did a pretty good job of posting around the basket. Now, the one thing he's going to have to watch out when he gets to this uh, Division One level of ball where Baylor's at 
is maybe putting the ball on the floor around the post or around the block because you could have a guard that could come in and pick that thing off and steal it from him. But I think his move, his footwork's really good. And like I said, if you can run down the floor so you can get back on defense and potentially block a shot or at least alter. I always think I kind of look at the way you ch- – from a big man, it's not so much uh, like the block shots, much like the sacks, and, uh, sacks for defenses. It's like changing shots or like the quarterback hurries. You see the comparison I'm making? If you can change shots more than you block them, you've done more than half your job as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I like that. And no, I, I do that, like what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And uh, that Joshua, we didn't say his name, so I wanted to do that real quick. Uh, do you have a good – will you want to have a go at this or do you want me to do it? No, I'm not even going to touch it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to Joshua, Joshua O. <laughs> Joshua Owuana. Joshua o- Owuana or Owuna. I- Okay. It took so, us a full season to say Chachua, so let's just kind of take baby steps on this. And so. Okay. All right. He's going to be big time for the Bears. Now, let's start thinking about Saturday. Um, Kevin, as we start digging in on Baylor versus Iowa State, first of all, big picture, the opportunity for Dave Aranda. This is arguably, and you can say, well, what about the first game? Well, whatever. This is maybe the biggest game of the young uh, Aranda era because you have a quality 14th ranked team coming into McLean Stadium against a team let's be honest we don't know what Baylor is yet we we like no. some of the things we see but anybody who tries to and there's some people out there on Twitter oh Baylor's this and Baylor's great and oh my gosh their yeah. offensive line is the greatest in the country they have not played the kind of competition that would truly tell us any of those things I mean you're yeah. you're completely guessing but but what do you think this what do you think of this opportunity for Aranda in this program with Iowa State coming in on Saturday well I think that this is a game that is they're capable of winning it because the one thing I think what Iowa State does is that sometimes their offense can get in their own way you know Brock Curry does have a propensity to turn it over witnessed the three turn the three interceptions he had against Iowa two weeks ago. And then I always think back to when, when Brock threw the pick against Oklahoma in the big 12 championship game last year. So that's one thing that I think Baylor's going to have to get a couple turnovers. Now, here's what I've said to a couple of other people. If this game is played straight up with few penalties, maybe a turnover to each side or something like that, Iowa state's going to win this. If, but if Baylor can get a couple of turnovers and something out of maybe special teams or whatever, then they definitely have put themselves in a chance to win this. But the one thing that we've got to figure out is it, it, when people are, it, or when people are talking about this team being able to open up the playbook, I don't know if you really can do that with this team because they've worked so hard to establish their identity as a running football team. And then if you're going to suddenly ask Gary Bohannon, oh, you're going to be zipping it all over the field, that's not what they do. That's not what they want to do. They're going to have to just commit to their running game like they've committed to in these first three games and even if they're getting two or three yards of pop, Matt, they've got to show Iowa State that they're willing to do it and that they will commit to do it because if they don't, then they get out of their game plan and then they lose their identity. And then it's like, then they got to start all over again next week at Oklahoma State. So I think that's imperative for them to, to remain who they are and obviously just try and get positive yards each time. The one thing about Iowa State, this front for them, which is going to be the greatest challenge for this, for this Baylor offensive line is, Think about this, opponents notwithstanding, but Iowa State's defense is allowing 
1.6 yards per carry. I've never seen that with a team through three games. And I don't care if that's, like I said, their opponent. And think about it with, with Iowa. Iowa only had 175 yards total offense, give or take. And they only had about 73 yards rushing. So, again, that shows you where they were getting a lot of their points on Iowa State's end of the field so that they were able to convert field goals and get the one touchdown uh, from the uh, brief Paul uh, fumble. Now, that's interesting. Talking to Kevin Longquist from Rivals, and um, he's uh, you can see him at Sikkim Sports um, is uh, his Twitter, and you can uh, pick up on some of the things he says there. It, to me, Kevin, they, they are going to have to loosen that thing up. And what you're talking mm-hmm. about is a defense that puts a lot of players, commits to a lot of players in the box, and they sell out to stop the run. That's what Baylor's mm-hmm. been very good at the run. And so how do you open up the, the defense without asking Gary to do too much? That's tough. That's a tough thing. Yeah. Now, one thing you can do is do a lot of boots and move the pocket a little bit to to not put so much pressure on that offensive line to to you know where they're having to stay with their blocks for a long period of time and use his athletic ability but I do think Gary like it or not is going to have to run the football I mean th- th- he is so big and so talented with his feet that and he he can uh he can he can lean on a defense a little bit so uh, obviously you want to get Ebner and you want to get Abram involved, but I think this this quarterback is going to have to run the football against Iowa State. I don't have a problem with that. I don't disagree with that. I think it's going to be a selective kind of way you use it. Now, and to your point about the boots, you know, we saw that with the touchdown pass he threw to Tyquan Thornton against Texas Southern. We also saw that, too, uh, in the opener against Texas State where he does those half rolls and then he's able to kind of set his feet and then fire, which I think we'll see a couple of those. Well, the one thing I'd like to see a little bit more of is how much he can get the tight ends involved, like your Ben Sims and Drake Dabney, because, you know, Ben finally caught a pass uh, last week against Kansas. Great catch, by the way. But I think this is a game where maybe you get your tight ends involved a little bit more. And I think that's kind of how you get, maybe you draw their safeties back toward the t- toward Sims and or Dabney. The other thing I'm going to say too, Matt, is uh, if Baylor's going to commit to the run, I think you would see potentially two tight end sets with maybe Sims on one side, Dabney on the other, that sort of thing, especially in short yardage situations, if they get to like a third and two. Now, now here's the one thing about this. If it's in the third quarter, let's say it's a one-score game and they're down and they're facing like a third and two at the Iowa State 41, what would you do? Would you punt to play field position or would you say, we're, we've got to show that we can do this and we're going to go for it? You know, those are the types of decisions – where Dave Aranda is going to really make his money for something like this if they get into that situation on Saturday. Man, he's a go, go, go guy. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I as crazy as it is to think, I, I even at Baylor's own 40 uh, or 45, if they're fourth and one, he's at least going to think about it and sending a message or whatever. And he's making a good point lately. What's going to happen when they don't get one of those? Because he knows that's yeah. going to happen. Fans are always right. like, go, 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 go. And they forget that occasionally you don't get those. Or they stack it up or whatever. And uh, right. this is going to be a great test for this offensive line uh, and, uh, and, and this coaching staff and everybody. You know, Kevin, if you had to name for me the best coach in the Big 12 right now, would you say Matt Campbell or Lincoln Riley? Like if you just had to – 
Uh, if you just, and, and oh. I'll even include the new guys. I'll include Fickle in that because that guy can flat-out coach. But, like, mm-hmm. if you were at USC and you could have Riley, Matt Campbell, or Luke Fickle, who would you go with? Um, you know, I probably would go with Campbell only because that he's shown that he can rebuild uh, a program. And, you know, what he did at Toledo to put himself in a position where he made the – where Iowa State went to go get him, and he's committed to Iowa State and has been able to make that program – uh, into what it is, you know, a la- from laughing stock to Big 12 contender uh, has been nothing short of exceptional. I mean, Matt, we were talking, you know, maybe six years ago how Iowa State was a laughing stock, and that was a gimme win. I mean, you, we saw Baylor 71, Iowa State 7 one year uh, in this series. And, I mean, the way, that's, the way that Matt has changed that and, if you will, made Ames attractive to kids, and that's a really hard thing to do, but the fact that he's been able to do that really speaks to a persona and how he gets people to gravitate to him. I think the one step that they still have to cross, even though they have beaten Oklahoma and Norman a couple of years ago, is that they still have to show that they can win a championship. And that's probably the one thing that Matt is lacking on his resume. But, I mean, of, the, of all the Big 12 coaches, I mean, obviously we know what Lincoln's been, able, been capable of doing at OU. But I think if you really want a coach that's been able to go through the weeds and build something up, I think Matt would be your choice, that sort of thing. All right, there he is, Kevin Longquist. You can hear maybe some of the 80s and 90s hits in the background at his gym. And as we speak, Kevin's looking at all those mirrors, flexing a little bit, admiring himself. Uh, Kevin, great job. You can read him on Rivals and uh, does a really nice job. And uh, appreciate you being on with us and uh, hope to get to see you on Saturday. All right, man. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, okay? There he goes, Kevin Longquist. Always a man who kind of hangs it up quick at the end, which I think is uh, I think is good. We got to get going here because we got game time. This is uh, Tom Barfield. It's his baby, and um, and Ward White's will be right along with him. And Aaron Sexton for everybody who's been a part of this one. Good night. <laughs> The Connolly Coaches Show with Terry Garrick is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. Connolly Cadets on the road suffering their second loss, 31-22 to Palestine. Wildcats took advantage of home field. They just basically played keep away. Yes, sir. We didn't get the ball very much. Um, you know, they run a wing tee, big up front, very physical team. Our kids played really hard. Um but we had we had some trouble stopping them. We didn't always line up correctly on defense. But uh, you know our kids got after it. But uh, we only got so many possessions on offense, and so we didn't really take advantage of those. And that's kind of what got us. Well, Trey Wisner, we pretty much everything for you. I mean, he had a kickoff return for touchdown, intercepted a two point conversion, took it back for two points. Uh, yes, Trey. Trey's a special one. He's very special, and uh, we love having Trey out there. And uh, He's always exciting when anytime he touches the ball, you kind of hold your breath. He's exciting to watch. Defense gave you a chance. They they stopped the Wildcats late, gave you a chance to maybe win this one. Uh, they did. So we made some halftime adjustments, and kids handled it really well. And uh, we came out, and they kind of gave us a chance to get the ball back and do some stuff, and we just didn't capitalize on it. Uh, like I said, for, uh, Palestine was a very physical team, very good team. Uh, and their Coach Angel over there, he did a great job with those kids. Well, this week you're back home and you're taking on state-ranked Stephenville as you get ready for 
district play coming up in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're it's our homecoming this week, you know. And we're playing number two team in the state in Stephenville, and so our kids are excited. About